Hey, before we begin the show today, please consider donating to the Blue Oasis podcast. There will be a square donation link in the show notes, and if you're on YouTube, the link will be in the description. None of the money will go into my pocket. This will be specifically for the hosting fees and equipment. So if you like what you hear today, please consider donating. And with that being said, let's get to the show. Welcome to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. Good morning, hobbyists. I hope you are prepared for a special episode today. So this episode, we are going to be talking about Legos. This is the Lego episode, and we're going to get into the history of it. We are going to talk about its role as a hobby and how you can make a little extra money with Legos. So, where do we begin? Well, we begin in the 1930s. A man by the name of Ole Christensen was a carpenter, and he owned his own firm. There was a recession in Denmark, and he had to lay off his workers. And he had many struggles, and he did have to provide for his family as well. His wife uh, died in the middle of all of it, you know, as things seemed like they couldn't get any worse. So he also had four boys as well. Now, he needed to make an income. He did not have his workers, and the firm was not doing anything with sales, and he needed something. So he used some old wood in his shop and got to work making toys. And at first, they weren't that successful. Some local businesses in the area where he was living couldn't didn't have much money at the time and they traded for food and stuff and they were able to get by with that eventually his son Godfrey stays after school and he helps his father out and they're able to get some business rolling soon enough the wooden toys begin to take off and eventually they become successful. The 1940s roll around and things still seem to be going smoothly. During the 1942 winter, the winter of 1942, there was a fire set to their workshop and they lost everything in the fire. After this, they were able to rebuild from it. A few years later, Ole goes to a convention and discovers a plastic molding machine. He's given a plastic brick, and he then has all these different ideas, and he calls up his son to see if he would agree to buying the plastic molding machine. 
Gottfried eventually agrees to it, and they get to work right away. And they start building all these plastic toys in addition to the wooden ones they were already selling. After the launch of the Gray Ferguson tractor, things become successful at first. But during the summer and spring months, sales begin to decline. Gottfried eventually goes out and tries to sell the plastic toys himself. For what it was worth, Gottfried actually did become successful at selling the plastic toys. About a few years later, he finds a businessman from England as he's on a business trip, and they talk about the toy industry and how there's no system in place for any toy. And this gets Godfrey wondering about what he can do with the plastic bricks. He eventually talks it over with his father, saying that, you know, why are we making all these toys? These are ready-made solutions. We need something else where kids can explore their imaginations and, and create whatever they want. This idea then started what we know as Lego today. The first Lego sets were based on towns and cities. A child could build a house or a car with Legos and use a placemat that was given to them to learn about traffic safety. When kids went to assemble the bricks and create sculptures and statues, whenever they lift up the bricks or the statue or or whatever they were building, the bricks kept toppling over. Godfrey knew that this had to be fixed if he ever wanted the Lego brand to be successful for generations. He noticed that with tubes inside the bricks that they stuck together and sculptures and statues and towers didn't topple over so easily. During this time, Godfrey's father, Ole, died, and Ole never knew what the Lego brick would become. While it seemed that things couldn't get any worse for Godfrey, it did. There was another fire at the workshop, and even though times were tough, he still knew that he had to get the best out of every situation. With most of the wood gone from the fire, Godfrey decided to focus solely on the plastic Lego bricks. Eventually, sales begin to increase, and Godfrey is able to work on some new products and bring them to market. While the new Lego sets were being developed, the people who worked 
at Lego, as well as business consultants that were visitors there, always wanted to see the break room and the new products that were coming out. This eventually gives Godfrey an idea to build Legoland. When he first pitched the idea, people were shocked and didn't believe that it would be a success. Godfrey originally estimated about 200,000 people would arrive to the theme park, but it was actually about three times more than that. The 70s and 80s roll on and they continue to expand into different sets. But once the 90s rolled around, things began to change. Eventually, they started to base their products off of movies such as Star Wars and then in the 2000s, Harry Potter, Batman, and other things. Also during this time, Lego slowly began to get into video games. The first video game based on Legos was known as Lego Fun to Build. Developed and released by Sega in 1995, this title was exclusive only in Japan. In 1997, the first Lego game that went worldwide was Lego Island. This game was developed and produced by Mindscape. Once the 2000s rolled around, did Lego expand even further with its video games? Lego Star Wars was produced in 2005, and this game gave way to more Lego video games. I remember playing this game on my GameCube, and this changed my world. While the characters couldn't talk, it still shadowed what happened in the movies of the the Star Wars prequels. I really did enjoy playing it. It was simple to play and easy to learn. Now, even before I got this game, I also had a Lego PC game called Lego Creator. This game was made in 1998, but I had it in 2001 and 2002. This game helped me build uh, replicas of what I wanted. And even with the Lego bricks that I had at the time, the limited amount that I had, this also gave me even more unlimited possibilities of what I wanted to build when I got more Legos as a child. Eventually, I decided to quit playing the PC game and just go for the real thing. When I got more Legos, I began to build more towers and bridges and all that stuff. Soon enough, I focused on actual sets and actually following along with the instructions. I had many different sets as a child, from Star Wars to soccer and 
even those Lego creator bins you used to buy and design whatever you wanted. For a time up until I was about 14, was I actually interested in Legos. During high school and after middle school, I put the Legos away and just never touched them. During the time before I was going to college, I donated the Legos to Goodwill. This morning, I actually was on eBay looking at old Lego products, and I discovered that my old Y-Wing set was going for $255 on eBay, and I was like thinking, man, I could have used the extra 100 or so dollars there. Um, wish, kind of wish I knew that before I sold that. So I had a bunch of Lego Star Wars products growing up, and now we're going to move on to something else. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about the money. So if you do have these old Lego sets from the 90s and early 2000s, go on eBay and see what they're selling for. And because you might find that they are worth $300 from, and they actually increased in value because there are definitely a lot of toy collectors that would love to buy those products or Star Wars fans or Batman fans or whatever, because people are into that stuff. And another thing that I discovered was that the Lego Star Wars video game, the first one, was actually worth less than what I had purchased it for. I think I was about uh, 15 or so when I exchanged it for maybe maybe about 10 bucks or so, and that's what it's worth now. So I actually made out a little bit on that. Uh, from where it was. So, how else can you make money from Legos? Well, I've talked about it before, uh, YouTube channels. Now, you see many of these reviews that come out of the new Lego products and all these unboxing channels, and that is definitely a great way to build your base. If you're a filmmaker, actually, you can actually create a little story of it. In fact, there were many uh, Lego stories in the early days of YouTube where uh, it was, uh, you know, still framed and, you know, the characters moved frame by frame and you had to do, you had to like just move the little pieces around every single time or you needed some video editor in the early to like 2010s or 2008 2009 era but for what they were worth at the time they were definitely something that you could watch and just be entertained by and and I enjoyed that too too so if you're into uh, filmmaking or animation of some sort that is definitely something you can get into if you also have a little passion for Legos. Now, if you're into video games and 
you like Lego video games, stream your stuff as well. And also do Let's Plays on YouTube or library.tv and just show what you're playing. Because people do come to watch random video games all the time. And, and you see this with the views on YouTube. You have games like Fortnite and and a lot of old games like even Street Fighter and even MVP Baseball 2005 and stuff like that. There is probably eyes or there are probably people that want to see that old Let's Play of LEGO Star Wars. And maybe you don't find that audience right away, but if you put it out there, someone is can find it. But what I found gets some of the most views from old video games and even newer video games is to demonstrate where you find the Easter eggs and all the bonus content throughout those video games. For the Lego Star Wars to collect all the figures and have that bonus content as well, there are definitely gamers who don't know where to go with that. Another type of YouTube video that you may look to get into is a time-lapse video. Time-lapse videos are really popular. You know, whether you're constructing wood or Legos, people seem to really enjoy viewing the process of building a replica of the Eiffel Tower or something like a model railroad. And in fact, you can find a bunch of model Lego railroad sets and people it's amazing what people build. And that's the beauty of Legos is that it takes all these different hobbies and and it gives you the sense that you can create anything and you really can, including an income from it. And whether that's with a product review setting a world record or a time lapse of building out your set there will there are clearly people that are definitely interested in that even if you just sell your old legos if you have uh, sets that people would buy you can make some money from it so i would also recommend don't throw don't donate your Legos just randomly. See if they're worth something on eBay. Do do a quick eBay search and you can just package that up if it's worth a couple hundred dollars and get something out of it as well. Don't just give it to Goodwill. Just make sure that it's worth something before you do it. Ladies and gentlemen, who would have thought that 50 plus years ago or 50 60 70 years ago that the creators of lego would even think that some random guy in his bedroom would be talking about their product and the successes it's had all the ups and downs it's had and how people can make an income from it that's crazy it's crazy and Another thing is that, you know, you can definitely 
start a club as well. I mean, there's probably some Lego club that was created way back in the day and kids would get certain uh, products early or they'd get discounts or something. So, and yeah, you can definitely start a club or if you're into charity work, you can definitely raise something for a specific charity as well if you are into nonprofits. And and there's something to be appreciated with the Legos is that, you know, it has opened up a lot of opportunities for people that would have never been discovered. I mean, Lego almost went under as a business and no one would have known about it. You know, we would have never had all these knockoff toys or all these video games and people making money from it and just having those toy reviews. You know, I don't think the world would be better off without it. It would, just like the internet, it has played, it's made its mark on the world and it's made it for the better. I mean, there are people right now with prosthetic arms who who built prosthetic arms out of Legos. Even that is unheard of. And we've gotten so much research done with using Legos for whether it's for medicine or robots and even just day camp with those Lego uh, mind sweeper, uh, those um, Lego robot camps. I, I can't think of it right now, but it definitely opened the doors to a lot of opportunity that we probably would have nev- never gotten had um, Ole Christensen not put it into action. And ladies and gentlemen, wherever you go in life, wherever you decide to go in life, put as much effort into it as you possibly can. You know, just, I'm not going to put in the minimal effort to live a minimal life. I want to maximize my life to the fullest. And I believe I can do that. And I believe you can do that too. It's not worth it to sit on the sidelines. It it just isn't. All you are is a spectator at that point. Whether you're on the team or you're in the stands as a fan, you know, there isn't much of a difference. The only real difference is that you're wearing the official uniform, but you're not part of the action and you're not controlling anything. The same thing goes with your hobby. Even if you don't want to, at first, create something from your hobby, I'd still say just give it a shot, because you can find even a little bit of money, whether it's just selling something, or writing a book, or just selling a digital file. There is something to be made, and people are willing to put up cash for certain things, and sometimes a lot of cash for other things. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider donating to the podcast. Yeah, there will be a link in the show notes as well. And um, you can follow me on YouTube and Instagram. And with that said, uh, stay safe, stay great, 
and I'll talk to you in the next episode.